Welcome to Alimentary, the podcast series where you'll not only learn about your amazing body, how it works, and of course why nutrition is so important, but also pick up some simple recipes, lifestyle tips and tweaks to support you to influence your health in a positive way. Are you suffering from frequent colds and infections? Do you find that your rings are difficult to get on and off your fingers because they're swollen? Do you feel generally tired for no apparent reason? Well, these symptoms may be signs that your lymphatic system, that is your inner drainage system, needs some support. And the good news is that there are some simple things which we can do every day to support this really crucial function in our body. Now, what we're talking about in this episode are some tips for self-care, which are um, which support our lymphatic system. But of course, if you have any persistent, unexplained symptoms, always talk to your GP and don't diagnose yourself. Now, a while ago, I had a conversation on this very subject with my good friend, Michelle Hutton from Body Aura Therapies, and we recorded it on Zoom for our clients. Michelle is an amazing therapist and she has many tools in her arsenal from reflexology acupressure, sports therapy and rehabilitation, massage, cupping, dry needling and massage for lymphatic drainage. Now, during this podcast, Michelle demonstrates some methods for draining lymph. Obviously, you're not going to be able to see that if you're listening. Um, so I've included a link to a video uh, of her dem- doing these demonstrations in the show notes. So I'm delighted to share this chat with you now. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you very much, Lynn, and for inviting me to have this conversation about this amazing subject. And so I guess we could start off by maybe talking about what it is and maybe explaining a little bit about what it is. And I'm going to share a little diagram here, Michelle, and you might take us through, um, take us through exactly what it is. Of course, what is this lymphatic system? And as we can see by the image there, it's a network of vessels and nodes and organs that form a central part of the body's defense against illness and injury. It collects and transports foreign materials, bacteria, viruses, debris, um, and dead cells through the lymph vessels. And they're transported then into these lymph nodes where they're filtered. Um, The lymph vessels also drain excess fluid from um, our body's tissues and uh, they form a fluid called lymph, which carries substances such as um, cholesterol, fat-soluble vitamins from the gastrointestinal tract back into the bloodstream. So it, it, it filters out the debris and then it keeps the good stuff. Brilliant. So, so actually, it's hugely important for our immune system, our immune cells those lymphocytes are all made in the lymph in the lymph nodes absolutely yes yeah and when our lymphatic system is compromised is sluggish it it it, it slows us down so it it compromises our immune system and when we're compromised lymphatic congestion occurs and it contributes to autoimmune conditions yeah and then, of course, there's the, the bodily fluid, man, managing our blood, bodily fluid. So 
actually if, if we're experiencing um, a lot of um, fluid retention that's that's another sign that our our lymphatic system isn't flowing isn't flowing properly so that swelling can occur because of a trauma or an injury really as well Michelle can't it oh absolutely mm. and stress stress will be stress. a big factor as well yeah. so when we look at our lifestyles now stress is are a big factor so yeah. to handle our stress to um look to our diet as well so too much processed food as well will um have an effect on the lymphatic system because it has to work harder yeah. to, to break down and um injuries so surgeries also say post-surgery um or pre-surgery and post-surgery is a great time to have lymphatic drainage massage mm. trauma trauma in our life also yeah. that affects us um can can slow down this lymphatic system and um, so obviously it supports the immune system it manages our bodily fluids um, and a third thing that you mentioned as well there was the transportation of the fatty acids so fats are hugely important in our diet we need them to absorb our vitamins a d e and k and then the the fatty acid component component is also really important so what happens is that the lymph delivers that to our cells the fatty acids and the fatty acids are needed then by the cells for energy for repair and also um for to help fight infections as well so three really really important uh, functions in terms then of how they can become congested so we've mentioned like stress sedentary lifestyles lifestyles i think would be another one yeah absolutely um, yeah so obviously injury um nutrients deficiency so i mean there there are many things that can actually uh, i think in our modern lifestyle most of us when you consider all of those ways in which it can become congested i think most of us are going to you know experience it at some stage in our lives really aren't we absolutely and even something as simple as you know the clothes that we choose to wear you know with us yeah. late, if our bras are too small this can stop lymphatic movement correct mm. movement around the breast area and the back area let's let's get good fitting bras let's of the correct size and not to wear them in bed at night very important as well and the same with with um our other undergarments as well have them nice and loose go for a size a size bigger in in your pants why not be comfortable and and make sure that that lymph is flowing so uh, that's something that you might not actually consider you know but any way that you constrict it because it's so close to the skin so any any way that you constrict it particularly particularly at night but actually harm the functioning of it so I, I suppose then in terms of there, there's many uh symptoms so we've mentioned a few um swelling if you're getting frequent colds and and infections hormone imbalances can also be be connected to poor lymphatic flow and um, so things like cellulite and breast swelling yeah so uh, with this with the cellulite for example i think it's quite interesting when you connect it to the the hormone imbalances because either declining estrogen or estrogen dominance can actually impact the look of, of cellulite. Um, so cellulite is perfectly normal. We all uh, have a little bit of it. What you should just pay attention to is if it actually gets a lot worse, it can mean that your uh, lymph, lymphatic flow needs some, some support. So for example, with declining estrogen, that impacts our blood vessel walls. And so um, that is going to mean that you can build the the bad cholesterol can build up more easily 
and um, estrogen dominance means that we store fat more easily so either way you know the, the look of your um, cellulite can can become more pronounced if our lymphatic uh, flow is functioning properly then we're delivering more nutrients to our cells and just making our cells works better makes our tissue works better makes our organs work work better and can contribute to supporting your hormone balance so hugely important to deliver those nutrients and oxygen to, to your cells and make sure that your circulation is working well. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. When mm. we look at bloating, the mm. water fluid retention, breast swelling, especially during our cycle, mm. dry, itchy skin, um, weight gain, um, yeah. swollen hands, feet we've already spoken about. Um, if we have chronic sinitis, if we suffer with ear infections regularly, and um, we know when we go to the doctor, the first thing he does, oh, I'm just not feeling well. And he goes yeah. to, to your glands and, and, he, and he, he gives them a little feel. And he's, well, that's what he's feeling for is, is the lymph nodes and any congestion there that would indicate to him, oh, could be infection. Okay. skin problem cellulite that you've spoken about i know and that's the thing is everybody's everybody wants to support their immune system even more so now you know with the pandemic um, and this is actually a really important part of you know supporting the immune system is supporting the lymph flow and very you know easy to do i mean we have some good tips now to to share with people and they're quite easy to to build into your day i think you know there are definitely some of them that people can pick up on and the first one is I know we both talk to people about breathing fairly basic, but there are definitely certain types. I, I think it's something we, we don't pay enough attention to, you know, and uh, with busy lifestyles, we tend to be shallow breathing a lot of the time. So diaphragmatic breathing is uh, really helpful for many things, but including your uh, lymphatic flow. So diaphragmatic breathing is also called belly breathing. So when someone tells us to take a deep breath, oftentimes we can go like this and we kind of fill up this part of our chest, you know, but that's actually not filling up the lower part of our lungs. So if you take a really deep breath in and focus on pushing out your belly, you're actually getting more of that good oxygen in to pass on to your cells. So you breathe in and push out your belly and do that deeply and slowly. And then when you're breathing out and you breathe in through your nose and when you're breathing out, you breathe out through your mouth. <sighs> and a big total exhale, which is good for a lot of things, the vagus nerve, you know, rest and digest and everything. But I, I think, Michelle, for in terms of the lymphatic system, what that does is like a pump action. You know, you mentioned that there's no pump for the lymph system the way there is for the blood system. So I presume that that's how it helps the flow is that it's that pump in the thoracic part of your chest. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The lymphatic system has no pump. So, of course, when we breathe up yeah. and out and the the lymph is moved by muscle movement and skeletal movement so of course when we breathe up it, it's it's a drawing up it's a pumping up and it helps to keep this pumping freely especially mm. when we use the diaphragm the skeletal muscle with the diaphragmatic muscles all aid in that movement absolutely mm -hmm. yes so, oh, so five minutes of that a day now can be really useful. And actually, if you lie down on the floor and put your feet up against the wall uh, while you're while you're doing that, because when you're when you start doing the, the belly breathing first, it can help to be lying down when you when you know, when you try to do it first, because it feels a little bit counterintuitive, you know, so lying down can help. But lying down with your feet up against the wall. So I presume, again, that's just helping that whole gravity issue that the flow has. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And yes, then, of course. Yes. 
hydration because our lymph is 96% water. So obviously if you're hydrated, that's going to help the lymph flow and being dehydrated is going to really uh, hamper getting rid of those toxins, you know, eliminating toxins, you know, and it just causes that congestion. And so that's a simple thing. Obviously your six to eight glasses of water a day or herbal teas are going to help that. And, um, and Michelle, then there's the dry brushing that you mentioned earlier as well. Yes. Um, yeah. um, again, a very simple and very effective way to, to help to speed up the lymph flow. Um, so these, these brushes are, are, you can get them in any of the chemists now. Some you'll just, you, um, real fancy ones, you can, you can slide the top off and just have the hand brushing one, which is mm. really, really effective. The long, and then pop it back onto the long handle to reach then um, your, your, your back. Yeah. Above and across. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a specific flow of lymph as well, especially if we are prone to having swollen limbs that we will try not to brush mm -hmm. into that particular area. And um, very simply and very gently, when we think of the lymph vessels, they are just, just below the skin, between the dermis and the epidermis. So lightly does it. And anything heavier than a two euro coin can actually break lymph vessels. Now they will repair within 24 hours. So something like deep tissue massage can break the lymph vessels. Okay. So it would be counterintuitive. So lymphatic drainage massage is the most gentle massage that you will ever experience with a pumping action as well to aid that lymph flow to speed it up. It's all about keeping it, keeping it moving, keeping it moving, especially when we have the stresses, when we have surgery, have had surgery, if our diet hasn't been great, but now we are and we want to start improving with the exercise, with the with the breaths, with the the dry brushing, that we have to um, speed it up if it has been sluggish. Let's yeah. speed. So yeah. we can see by the diagram the direction that the lymph flows and into these nodes. We have them all over our body. Here, um, just beside the ears down subclavicular nodes, the main important dumping grounds. These are the nodes that everything from the body dumps into. So when we brush, we're brushing into that direction of the nodes to move the lymph into these nodes. So left and right, um, the directions are the same. But the dumping of the lymph is quite different. When we think of the right side of the body, it takes from underneath the diaphragm, the right arm, and the right side of the head, brain, and neck, and dumps into the right side. The left side of the body takes the right lower limb and all of the left side into that left subclavicular node. Okay, so it's a lot busier. As it is a lot yeah. busier. It's amazing that people will say, oh, this is this pain, this, it's all my left side. And of course, <sighs> our left side is doing a lot more of, of the work. And maybe yeah. this is why. But body brushing, fantastic. Will take a few minutes to do, but very quickly on dry skin. So before your shower? Before the shower, mm. yes. Mm. Okay. And once we get used to it, it's, it's like brushing our teeth. It's something yeah. that, you know, we can add into our life quite quite easily.
Exactly. And then, um, so you have mentioned there about, um, say, the subclavicular nodes, you know, things that you can maybe do in the shower as well, you know, so your morning routine, you might start off with it. I mean, I presume once you get used to doing the dry brushing, it probably take a few minutes to get used to the motion and the direction and everything. But over yeah. time, it's a minute or two before your shower. Yes, well, we, we get this lovely erythema, a little yeah. reddening of, 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 of the skin, which is increasing circulation, mm. increasing blood flow, increasing lymphatic flow. So right. then when we get into the shower, we can, again, just uh, an extra minute of your time to do. Um, to to pump these subclavicular nodes to hook in underneath mm -hmm. the collarbone, the clavicle. Yeah. Bring our elbows up, and we can once we bring our elbows up, we can dig in a little bit more. Now, where we have nodes, we can go fairly deep. Yeah. So use two or three fingers and pump five pumps in three different areas, depending on the width. Some people have very wide collarbones. Mm. Some people have very narrow collarbones. Mm. But pump for five pumps. By three times 15 in total mm. then we can move to the um, auxiliary nodes if you want to be super good and again pump five times in three different areas and you know and, and if we want to be super good we can do mm. inguinal nodes in the groin area again mm. pump five times in three different areas around that groin crease so again, these kind of things that we could build into our day and just they, they'll end up just being habit where we don't even think about them as like brushing our teeth. We wouldn't leave the house without brushing our teeth and then we're super. Right. Um, and, yes. you do, and you do a full um, lymphatic massage, which I had a few weeks ago, um, so which was great. You feel very, you just feel well after it, you feel lighter. Um, I have to say it was brilliant. I was asking you how often... You should um, obviously we should do our daily routines as well. But in terms of then having the full sort of body massage uh, to, to drain our lymph, um, you were saying maybe every quarter, at least once a year anyway. Yes. Um, um, change of season. Obviously, um, if anyone is, you know, on medication at the moment or has any any medical issues, before you make any lifestyle changes, obviously always keep your GP in the loop and talk to your GP. And um, I suppose when it comes to nutrition, there are uh, definitely uh, foods that you can include in, in your diet. Um, so potassium is good for actually decongesting the nodes. So foods like avocado and bananas and apple cider vinegar would be really good for that. But then there's other, um, other food like um, some nuts, almonds, walnuts, Brazil nuts, cranberries, berries, um, chia seeds, flax seeds, garlic, you know, they're, they're all actually really good for lymph flow. But the biggest thing that you can actually do is reduce the overload on your system. So obviously reducing processed foods, which have too much sugar, too much salt, additives, all of these things which are seen as toxins by the body. So the lymphatic system has to address and deal with for you. So actually reducing the load on, on your lymphatic system is going to be, be, um, be huge. You know, that's, that's the biggest, that's where you can start. And obviously including then all of those nutritious foods as well. And they're all obviously good for other things, for many other things, our food as many um, is packaged with many nutrients and vitamins, you know, so there'll be other health benefits to including them as well. So, yeah, so I think um, they were, oh, exercise though, Michelle, actually we could, of course, we could mention, exercise. yeah, because when you mention the muscles and the, the skeletal movement. Yes, uh, this is the only way that the lymphatic system works 
yeah. is, is by movement. Yeah. So um, get out for that walk. Now, mm. and it, it doesn't have to be high intensity. Um, the, the walking, even slow walking, will benefit the lymphatic system. Mm. Rebounding, so trampolining, mm. jumping, dancing. Dancing. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And um, there's actually two other exercises. I was just looking up... Um, uh, I have a, a link. I'll, I'll put in links to um, the exercises uh, and everything in the description below the video, because obviously it's important that people do exercises properly. But um, I was one of them was to do a, a breathing squat. So basically where you you inhale as you raise your arms and then you squat down as you exhale and a belly breath as well. And you do that 20 times. And I presume, Michelle, that that is a whole sort of pump action. Absolutely. Again, of course. And when mm. we, we rise up, especially against the breath, what yeah. is that going to do? It propels yeah. its, its movement upwards. Yeah. So 20 reps of that, apparently. And then the other one was where you stand uh, flat on the ground and you push yourself up um, onto your tippy toes. And um, apparently that helps the the nodes behind the calves that's correct popliteal nodes yes popliteal <laughs> nodes yeah so again and, and 20 reps of that so i think that was recommended by the cleveland clinic so i'll put that link in uh, in the video description as well just to make sure that you're doing your your exercises properly so i think that there's some really good tips there michelle for people that even if they pick up on one of them it's going to help absolutely yes and you know let's just focus on our face so yes we know that the, the all of the body has this network of of vessels mm. but if we say suffer headaches i know migraines have have a lot of different origins mm. um but we can help by um speeding up the lymph around our brain around our eyes the sinuses the nasal cavities the frontal sinuses by just pumping the nodes beside our ears so each ear has a little mass a little network of nodes so we start again by just pumping subclavicular the main dumping grounds so we activate these first so they're pumping away we then make a v front and back of the ear and pump 15 times you know especially you know we're working on computers a lot with yeah. eye strain we may retain fluid in the soft tissue around the eyes mm pumping the nodes and then draining. So really it's feather, feather touch above and below, draining into these nodes by the ears, draining out, draining out. And we have a chain of vessels around the jaw and chin area, lightly pinch and then stroking up. And if we do this six times on each area and then stroking down feather strokes left and right down into these subclavicular nodes and finish as we started with the pumping yeah. beauticians will work up because they're lifting they're working yeah. issues the tissues and and the muscles of the jaw mm. so this is why they lift specifically for lymphatic drainage it's down yes we lift up to get mm. into the nodes but then it's always down, mm. always down. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, another simple, some simple thing yes. that we can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. 
Well, that is really great, Michelle. I've learned so much from you today. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, great, you. great to see you. And uh, hopefully we, we'll catch up again soon. The store cupboard staple for today's episode is garlic, which we mentioned as one of the foods that support our uh, lymphatic system. Now, it's been used for hundreds of years as an ingredient in cooking and also is well known for its potential health benefits. The properties of garlic include being antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, immune boosting, antibacterial, antiviral, and it supports detoxification and also promotes the growth of beneficial gut bacteria. So that means that garlic can be anti-aging. It helps to reduce the risk of chronic disease, such as cardiovascular disease and certain cancers. Um, it may provide support against you know, the common cold and flus and fighting other infections. It also can alleviate asthma and maybe bronchitis as well. It cleanses the liver or supports the, the liver uh, to cleanse and detoxify. And also, um, obviously, promoting the growth of the beneficial gut bacteria means that it can contribute to reducing the risk of certain digestive problems. So garlic contains nutrients like manganese, vitamin B6, vitamin C, selenium and fiber, among others. So all of these properties and nutrients contribute to our overall health and well-being. So once we've bought our garlic and it's in our store cupboard ready to be used, what can we do with it? Well, number one, we can saute it. So we'll say you're making a base for a soup or a casserole or a curry. You can um, finely chop or mince the garlic and just saute it uh, for one to two minutes in a little bit of oil and stir it frequently. And, you know, you start to get this lovely aroma. Um, so you can use that as a base for your soup, casserole, curry, anything like that, you know. And again, how much you use depends on, you know, whether you really want to be able to, to taste the garlic or not. So you can use a small amount and it won't really overpower the other the other flavors. You can also roast garlic. So that's where you would uh, preheat your oven to about uh, 200 degrees or 180 if it's a fan. Cut the top of the whole garlic bulb so that you can see the cloves. Uh, drizzle a little bit of oil and season with some salt and pepper and uh, roast it for, say, 25, 30 minutes. You'll notice that the cloves become soft and then you can squeeze them out of their skin. Now, that mashed garlic um, is actually a lot sweeter and a, sort of has a milder flavor than if you saute it. And you can mix that in with maybe mashed potatoes or you can put it on a bread to make, you know, a garlic bread or you can use that to mix into your sauces or dips, actually. And finally, you can also use garlic raw. So you can mince or um, finely uh, crush the garlic cloves to add to sauces and dressings or marinades, you know, to infuse a strong flavor into maybe the, the meat or the chicken um, that you're cooking. Now, I would use it in my salad dressings. So I'll put links to those uh, recipes for the salad dressings in the show notes. Actually, salsa is something else that you could put a little bit of garlic into. But raw garlic does have a more intense flavor. Uh, than, than when it's cooked. So obviously use it sparingly. And again, if you're worried that you're not mad about the taste of it, just, you know, experiment with a little bit at first and uh, make sure that you can, you know, that you uh, adjust it then to suit your tastes. So there are just a few examples of how you can incorporate garlic into your meals. Um, but hopefully there's enough there to encourage you to pop some in your shopping trolley this Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
I just wanted to clarify that the podcast is for informational purposes only and does not substitute professional care from a doctor or trained health professional, nor does it constitute medical advice or services if you're in a, in a position to need either. However, if you find it interesting, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes or sign up for my newsletter on lynchsharkynutrition.ie.